Good. Four, three, two, one. Boom! And we're live, Brian Redband. How are you feeling, buddy? Feeling I'm feeling it? great. Feeling it in here? I'm great. Huh? Sore butt. I got. I love this new studio. It's so amazing. It's crazy how much stuff you're going to have in here. It's going to be badass. Yeah. We're working on it. We're, gonna, we're making it happen. Before we do this, uh, I have to apologize. I have to apologize for something I said last week, last Tuesday, in passing. We were watching a Corey Feldman clip, and uh, Corey Feldman was doing this crazy dance, and he, Greg Fitzsimmons was in. And Corey Feldman had some little tight jacket on. It's this weird song he was singing. And I said that jacket, was he wearing that jacket when he was young and he got diddled? <laughs> it's, I was trying to make Greg laugh, right? You're trying to say fucked up things to make comedians <laughs> laugh, which is what we do when we get together. We say the most heinous shit. But I felt terrible after somebody pointed it out. Like I didn't even remember saying it. Someone pointed it out, and then Saturday I watched it, and I felt so terrible because the clip, especially like out of context, like it's just me laughing about him getting diddled, right? And it just, it's horrible. Anything that's taken out of context like that's going to make you feel weird if you don't see that. Yes, but there's no excuse. Like what it is, it was. You swing at a lot of pitches when you're doing live podcasts, and sometimes you hit yourself in the dick with a bat, and that's what I did. It was it was totally wrong. It wasn't it wasn't funny. I took a swing. It was it was the wrong thing to do. It was what the best way to describe it is. It was thoughtless because I didn't, really didn't think. I was just trying to say something fucked up to make Greg laugh. I wasn't thinking like this is a, a real person. And I watched him the other day in a movie, man. I saw him in uh, Gremlins. I was watching Gremlins with my kids. Yeah. After, actually, did, we did the podcast. Before I watched the clip, though. Because I didn't, I hadn't seen, you know, I do it and then I'm, I'm done with it. But I didn't think about it. I said, you know, first of all, he was doing the Michael Jackson thing. You know, he wears a Michael Jackson mm. jacket and he dances like Michael Jackson. He, didn't, he said Michael Jackson didn't even do anything to him. So it didn't even make sense. It was just a stupid line to say. But... I felt terrible. I couldn't sleep Saturday night. I felt really bad. I felt really bad. I felt bad for a bunch of reasons. One, I felt bad because it's a mean thing to say. And I didn't, I didn't mean it to be, even though it was. It's just, I was just trying to be funny. You know, Patrice O'Neill said something once when he was defending Opie and Anthony. He was saying, when someone says something really funny or the same person says something really fucked up, it all comes from the same place. Like, they're trying to do the same thing. They just miss, you know? But that was, without a doubt, the worst miss. The most um, embarrassing to me, um, uh, the, the most depressing, the most, uh, what's the best way to describe it? Just so disappointed that I did that. Because he's a, he was a kid, you know? I don't even think he actually got molested. I think he was actually saying that Corey Haim got molested and he didn't. Well, that would make sense why Corey Haim did so much drugs, you know, if he did get molested. But Well, I started looking into this shit more and more recently, like Hollywood molestation with children. It's, it's no joke, man. Like, just as it's no joke with sexual harassment and assault with women, what you see with this Harvey Weinstein thing and these other directors now are getting in trouble for the same thing. The same kind of shit happened to a lot of kids that were involved in, in these child movies. You don't think about that when you're just trying to crack a joke. And I just want everybody to know if 
if you were disappointed, there's no, if you were disappointed in me, there's no way you were more disappointed in me than I'm disappointed in me. I didn't sleep Saturday. I had a hard time sleeping last night. I felt bad about it all day. I felt terrible. And I went to Underwood Farms. You know where Underwood Farms is? Mm-mm. It's a great family time. Had a good time with the kids. You know, we're picking out pumpkins and doing all this stuff. But the entire time I was there, there's like this blanket of like, how did I say that? Why did I say that? Like, sometimes you'll say something fucked up. And then after you did it, like, you can't believe you said it. Like, especially when we're doing this live, right? If you and me were just out at a diner, we would probably say that and laugh to each other because no one's getting hurt by it. We're just making each other laugh. And we do that all the time, right? right? We say retarded shit to each other all the time. But when other people hear it, and then the, the guy hears it, like if Corey heard it, like that's, it's just wrong. You know, I didn't mean to have that impact and I didn't think about it. It was very thoughtless. So I was extremely disappointed in myself. But what, what's interesting about it, trying to like look at it from a different perspective, trying to like examine it, like the feeling of uh, doing something that you shouldn't have done that might have hurt someone's feelings because you were senseless and thoughtless. That feeling is a terrible feeling. And it's, it's weird. Like, it overcomes your whole day. Like, I don't think anybody knew because I was still having fun with the family and everybody was laughing. We did a lot of kid stuff. But at the end of the day, that was with me all day. I mean, it was just it was like a fucking wet blanket that I was carrying with me, like a depression blanket. And um, there's no uh, there's no other way to put it than, you know, that I'm sorry and that I shouldn't have done it. But what I was thinking while it was all happening was like this feeling of uh, letting a bunch of people down and hurting someone's feeling, doing something in a mass way, like on the Internet. This is a new feeling like before you could people could be upset at you, maybe someone, you know, or people you work with, and it's a bad feeling. But this is a different kind of bad feeling. It's an intensified bad feeling, especially like the way I did it, because it's so stupid. And I would think that at this age, I'm 50. I would see, like, I'm done saying stupid shit. Obviously, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not done. Like, that's the fucked up thing about being a person. It requires constant diligence. Like, you have to constantly pay attention to your thinking. You have to constantly pay attention to the way you behave and who you are. You can't just go off the cuff. And the other thing it's making me think of, you know, I'm doing this sober October thing. And um, obviously I love pot. And uh, I've always loved pot. And I've been a regular pot smoker for 20 years. But what? there is a difference in my personality when I'm not smoking pot. Grumpy? Uh, more more um, tense, less kind. And I have to, f- like, catch myself before you know i get upset about things whereas when i'm high or if i sm- even not if i'm not if i'm if i'm not even if i'm high but if i'm just smoking on a regular basis i'm way more mellow way more relaxed about things and way more um i guess the right word is humble it's not like i'm cocky when i'm sober but i'm like really aware uh, much more aware of gratitude and fortune like i'm lucky and appreciative of my friends i want to hug people more like Pot has a lot of, for me, for my fucked up brain, has a lot of really positive effects. Has a, re- a lot of really positive personality effects. 
but I think I might be downplaying my dependence on it. Like, I think I might have been going like, that's ah, nothing. I'll just fucking quit pot. It's nothing. Man, I don't know about all that. Um, my dreams. Here's another thing. You remember them. Dude, I don't just remember them. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> They're all wolves and bears and drowning and falling off buildings and, and fucking lava coming at you. It's all primal shit. Wow. It's weird, man. I'm having all these uh, these predator dreams. It's it's very strange. Like um, I had these dreams. These these cart almost cartoon wolves. They had these giant feet, and they were like running through the woods. And uh, I'm somehow or another trying to get away from them. I had a dream that I was for some reason I was crawling through some fucking cave, and there was an enormous bear inside this cave and it was looking at me and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And it was like trying to figure out whether or not the bear was gonna come after me. But I mean, super vivid. I don't, I don't remember my dreams when I was getting high. Unless I took the alpha brain before I went to sleep, that, that will fucking spark you up some crazy lucid dreams. But other than that, I would just sleep good. I never had a problem sleeping. I'd get up in the morning and I'd be fine. But there is, a, there is a big difference between me when I'm using pot and me when I'm not using pot. I'm, I'm noticing the same thing with Ari. I notice Ari, Ari's, he gets a little more intense about things, a little more upset about things. He fucking gets really mad at people on comments. He fucking fights with people online. They <laughs> 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 call him a welcher. Fuck you, I'm not a welcher. He's like super intense. Have you, have you switched anything? Have you done anything more since you've done this? Like, are you drinking more coffee every day? No, or are you, no. You... To, well, I'm doing so much goddamn yoga yeah. that, because we have this hot yoga challenge, and the hot yoga challenge is you have to do 15 in a month. Well, my dumb ass did one the first week and two the second week. So, oh, no. yeah. So <laughs> I've been on a rampage where I'm, I've done eight straight days of yoga in a row as of today. Wow. Yeah, and I have four more to go. Um, so <laughs> that's Tom's biggest problem. Tom got a week. Yeah. I got a week. Yeah. Well, I have four to do though. That's I mean, I have until next Tuesday so I could kill it on, on Thanksgiving. The 31st could be my last one, but I'm not going to do that. I'm banging them all out this week. We're doing it together for the first time. Ari, Tom, Bert, and I, we're doing it together. I don't want to say where, and I don't want to say when, because I don't want you fucking freaks showing up, but we're going to do it together one day this week. You also, uh, that's what Tom's biggest problem is, is just he's so busy trying yeah. to fit in. You, you, you got him doing 90-minute hot yoga, mm -hmm. which I thought was insane, because they've never done it, right? Right, the, and never. 90 minutes is a yeah. long time. Well, I do it every <laughs> week, but I usually only do it once or twice a week right and now i've done eight fucking days in a row as of today it's, it's rough i'm shredded though son Ooh, getting shredded my body i'm burning off so many fucking calories i actually had blood work done today so i'm very interested to see what my mineral levels are like because i'm sweating out so much and i'm not really supplementing minerals that much I, I might have to do that i do that on a regular basis though like every three months i get blood work done to see like where my nutrient levels are and I shit. Just, I just found this company. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think it's called like Simply Well. And mm -hmm. it's like they have all these DNA tests that you can do. So I ordered the testosterone test, but they also have allergy tests. They have all these tests and they send it to you. You like spit in a vial, take some hair oh, or something yeah. like that. And then it's kind of like 24andMe where it's like the DNA testing, but they have mm -hmm. it for everything, vitamin D deficiencies. And, and you could have it like on a subscription where you get it done every, they send you a new kit every three months to wow. see if it's changed. Nice. Uh, testosterone Yeah, that's, test. that's what I got. I just got it to, uh, yesterday. Uh, um, so to, to get off this Corey Feldman thing, just the end of the day, I just want to say that uh, that I'm sorry, and if I disappointed anybody, I'm sorry too. I just 
when you you know comedians try to say fucked up things to each other you know i was talking to, to colin quinn about this the other night colin was at the comedy oh, store shit. and i told colin and i were talking i go man i miss tough crowd he goes oh i miss it so much he goes but you know what we could never fucking do it today he goes but you just think of the things that patrice and nick DePaulo would say to mm -hmm. each other he's like if you did that today people would have riots mm -hmm. they would be protesting they would they would try to ha have the show shut down comedy central would freak out people would get fired I was like, you're probably right, but that was like the best show ever on Comedy Central. Next to the Chappelle show. No, next to South Park. Okay. South Park, number one. Chappelle show, number two. Tough crowd, number mm -hmm. three. Yeah. In my opinion. I and mean, South Park's still going for still it. Still going they, for they, it. They, they don't give, even they the video game. Fuck. They have the, this new video game. It's called Butthole. Uh, Fractured Butthole. Fractured yeah, Butthole. Yeah, I saw that. But, I saw that. But it's a... Uh, there's like a part where you're like these little boys and you're dressed up as strippers and you're in a strip club getting lapped. <laughs> you're doing lap dances for guys. So you're on a guy's junk. And so rude. It's such a so great rude. game. So um, So anyway, these moments where you fuck up, these terrible feelings like this is how I'm looking at it. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. Right. There's nothing you could do. And if people are mad at me now because of that, you're right. You know, I don't I'm not trying to make any excuses for myself. Um, I shouldn't have said it, but when you do have these moments where you fuck up and you feel terrible, there are an amazing opportunity to grow, you know, and I think people need to look at stuff like that this way, or at least I've been looking at stuff this way for the last like 10 years or so, and it's made a big impact in my life because I think regular change happens in like a, you know, regular change and growth happens in like a grinding, slow sort of Pro, pro, progress or progression but when you when something fucked up happens when you do something fucked up and you get that terrible feeling you have this opportunity for these leaps of understanding and these bad feelings that happen they're just it's a big alarm to let you know and one of the things that i was thinking about is that human beings now the way we interact with each other like there's this there's a lot of pressure now on people because like, there's all this call-out culture. You know, people are getting mad that people are doing d dumb shit, like g white girls wearing braids, you know, cultural appropriation. They're going after, you know, white guys wearing dreadlocks, and people are mad that people are dressing up like geishas, and they're calling them out. There, there's a lot of silliness to all this shit, but what's interesting about it is everyone is expressing their displeasure and pleasure of things. They're, they're expressing their anger with things and their happiness with things at a level we've never seen before. And I think people that experience this, like if it makes sense, like it's one thing if somebody gets mad at you for something like, you know, you shouldn't be wearing that uh, blue hat, man. You know, uh, I'm in the, the, the Crips. And, you know, we, we only support red hats. Or is it the Bloods? I don't even know. I think the Bloods. The Crips are blue, right? You got it, yeah. I mean, if someone gets mad at you for something that doesn't make any sense, that's stupid. But if someone gets mad at you for poking fun at someone being molested, that, that bad feeling is valid, right? And I think these bad feelings that, like, Donald Trump must feel 24-7. Like, there is probably, I mean, part of, I think part of the reason why he's so angry at people and bitter and barking at fake news, I think he feels like shit all day long. Because, you know, this guy checks his Twitter. You know, he does check. He reads his comments. Mean, he's a fucking egomaniac, right? So he's paying attention to new shows that talk shit about him. He's paying attention to late-night comedians that make jokes about him. He's paying attention to Saturday Night Live. He can't help himself. He's constantly commenting on it. 
and he hears all these people laughing at him and mocking him, and he hears all these people that think he's a terrible person. Like, I, I read his Twitter. When he'll put up a comment, he'll put up something on Twitter, and then I'll, I'll read the comments under it, and it's like, holy shit. People just go hard at him. You know that motherfucker reads that stuff. You know he does. And he's also involved in a lawsuit, several lawsuits now, where he's blocked people on Twitter, and they're questioning the constitutionality of someone being able to block someone from commenting within the president of the United States. I mean, this is a new way to communicate. You don't want to hear what people have to say because it's negative. Well, that's, you know, we're not, we're, so people are questioning this in court. But I think that that feeling that's hitting this guy, he might be too old for it, and he might not be ready for it. And his, he's, so, he's got so many things wrong with him to begin with, you know, with his, the way he treats the world and his, his ego and the way he's the, – the, the non-presidential and non-statesman-like behavior that people thought was cute when he was running for office. And now they see as a giant problem when he's threatening war with nuclear weapons with Korea and shit like that. But this thing – is a new thing. This 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 swarm of bad feeling and in return good feeling when something good happens is a new thing. And I think that it's going to shape the way human beings uh, interact with each other in a really radical way because I don't think it's ever existed like this before. It hasn't. It really it, hasn't. And, and if you if you look at it if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I I forget what I was listening the other day where when you were a kid uh, you used to just go outside, say, bye, Mom, and then come back at night, you know, when it's time for dinner. You eat dinner, then you go play some video games, go to bed. Now it's like the communication between your mom and stuff like that is so much more intense. It's constant. It's constant all yeah. day long. It's like if you're not there, you're getting tw texted by your daughter or your son. Yeah. And it's like a constant communication where it's more parenting, so that's good. Do you FaceTime with people? All, all the time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember when we were a kid? That was some Jetson shit. Yeah. Remember George Jetson? You I, do it on your phone. I do a phone call. I, I was talking my, on my phone the other day, and I'm like, I am, I am doing Dick Tracy right now. You are, but it, better than Dick Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Dick Tracy's was bullshit. I yeah. had to answer my. I was in the steam room the other day, and my phone. I was like, uh, well, I can answer it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey what's Cause, up? Because uh, it actually has a yeah. cell phone yeah, yeah, chip. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this is the three. The Amazon guy was at my door. I was like, uh, just go in. I'm not there, but just go in. Told I'll the guy to go in, bit. and you, you pop out of the bushes oh, like with your dick the, in your hand, right? Jesus. Is that the move? Apartment building. Not go my, away. Not my Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> Come on in. Is that my package? Oh. Hey, you can take the Come box after I in. it. Uh. FedEx guy should be here soon. You guys get together. Take pictures of you two. I like brown, and I like the FedEx outfits. Cool, too. We don't fuck around with DHL. Got a disease last time. Oh, DHL. I forgot about them. <laughs> on, on track, too. Okay. Yeah. On track. <laughs> DHL is like the RC Cola of delivery services. <laughs> <laughs> totally is. RC Cola, like if someone said, hey, do you want to own RC Cola? You'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. It's a lot of money. But, you know, it ain't Pepsi. <laughs> right? Who is it? There's got to be some people out there that are like huge RC Cola fans yeah. that have like RC Cola t-shirts on and shit. You know? <laughs> There's got to be. Diet oh, right. RC Cola is super underrated. <laughs> That and Diet Right. What are, what are all those obscure ones like Fago? Like yeah. Wu Tang. Oh, Fago. Fago. Yeah, they bought Wu Tang. Mr. Pips. Yeah, ICP. Yeah. ICP. ICP. That, what's, the, what's that badass root beer? IBC? Oh, IBC. Uh, that stuff yeah, is yeah. fucking the one fantastic. In the yes. In the God damn, that stuff's good. I wish that wasn't bad for you. Because, God damn, it tastes delicious. That is the best fucking root beer on the planet. 
that I've experienced. I've tried to not drink soda as much lately. That's my like Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer is my new thing. Like I go through <laughs> so like that's like an old person thing, right? Arnold yeah. Palmer. I am. I get it. Like it's so funny. I get Arnold Palmer's now. I drink them all day long. It's like oh, lemon. they're delicious. Yeah, little little lemon in there. Now let me ask you this. Um, because I don't think that I would have ever done this many yoga. I know I wouldn't have done this many yogas, and I know I wouldn't have taken a month off weed, mm-hmm. and I know I would have taken a month off booze. But the month off booze is not hard. I mean, the only thing I like went went the other day to a Mexican restaurant, and I wanted a margarita so bad. You have to. We were having, they had these delicious. Uh, um, uh, they were ribeye tacos. I was like, oh, that looks good. They were, they were like fucking with habanero sauce on them. I'm like, give me a fucking margarita. Oh shit, I can't have one. I, it really hurt me. You could have a fake margarita. No, can't have it. <laughs> I wanted a beer, too. I wanted a beer and a margarita. Um, th- but that's not hard. But I would have never done this. I might like take a, f- a week off or something like that. I would never have taken a month off if we weren't doing this challenge. What would you do? Like, what kind of challenge mm-hmm. would you do? Uh, and well, would, I, I would tell you, you hang in there and stick with it? Because a lot of people don't know, but you lost like 70 pounds once over like a short amount of time. Four you went months. crazy. <laughs> Brian broke up with his girlfriend. Fiance. Yeah, well, same thing. It's all, it's all semantics. Years. Anyway, broke up and said, you know what? What am I going to do with this? Right. And you got a picture of him all skinny? Look at that. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus I'm Christ. still not the guy on the left, though. <laughs> yeah, boy, you got big at wow. one point, huh? 243, 245 to 163. That's wow, look how skinny you look. Lower right-hand fucker. side, dude. You, you're a cute little bitch. Yeah, little. Look at that. Look at the phone you're holding up. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's my envy, bro. Dude, look at that phone. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious that back then that phone was the shit? And if you had that now, you would assume that you live in, like, assisted housing. I still have that phone. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with it? Is it a burner? It sits in a box in storage. Text ISIS with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your burner phone. But this, Ugh. so you, you. so what did you lose? How much did you lose there? Uh, uh, 245 to 163. Jesus Christ, dude. 82 pounds. 82 wow, pounds. Wow, there's more than I thought I had lost. <laughs> you lost a shitload of fucking weight, man. Yeah. That's amazing. That's Weight Watchers right there, buddy. So, so you did it at one point in time. By the way, what the fuck is going on with your uh, underwear line? Like, where is it? Is it like <laughs> oh, I did at that the base down. of your dick? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right above the pubes. That's the dick root. <laughs> Look at the picture of you holding up the old pants. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just crazy. And that's, that wasn't even my biggest pants either. That's crazy. Well, okay. What wow, would it take? Crazy. What would what what would you be interested in doing? What kind of challenge? Would well, you my be challenge is I, I talk, I've been talking to Hinchcliffe about this and a few other people because one of the biggest things for a lot of us is smoking and it's and cigarettes. Uh, cigarettes and uh, I've been trying to get like we had nine eleven last year. It was supposed to be nine eleven. We had a month notice. All of us were supposed to quit on nine eleven, so we wouldn't forget the date. You said clit? Yeah. quit. Quit. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I heard that too. Poor clit. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of your mouth so simple, so uh, easy. You're so used to saying it. But then I was the only one that did it. I did it for two days, and then everyone else didn't do it, and they were all smoking. When you're at the comedy store and all your friends are smoking around you, it's almost fucking impossible. Tony to smokes a lot. Tony smokes a lot. He, a lot of people smoke himself. a lot at the comedy store. Yeah. So my whole thing was like, hey, let's let's quit cigarettes, and everyone seemed down on it then yesterday i was like hey are we still quitting next month cigarettes and i was like "Eh, eh, eh." so So you guys were going to do in november yeah yeah i was going to try to quit and well listen why don't why don't we set up a challenge or at least when i get back from columbus ohio i'll be there next month (laughs) Hmm. let's think of a challenge that you could do and who would you do it with you need like 
Tony Hinchcliffe like, for sure. No sugar. This is this is you for a month. No sugar. No booze. No cigarettes. Uh, you would lose fucking thirty pounds just doing that. Well, with the, without having cigarettes, I'd probably gain weight because cigarettes actually like I think it like your heartbeat and stuff. Like when you quit cigarettes, you start munching more like on on food. Mm, you usually gain suppress. a lot of weight. Yeah, people use it as an appetite suppressant. Yeah, so like I use it for breakfast. Isn't it also <laughs> isn't it also a stimulant though? Yeah, for, uh, it's a stimulant. So. I think so. Yeah. Um, hmm. I definitely need to lose weight, but I also, more importantly, I want to quit cigarettes. Uh, like I've, the, the, the drinking, I, I'm, I'm, that's easy. Like I quit drinking the other day for like four days, and, <laughs> and I smoked. Well, I mean, I didn't drink for four days. I smoked <sighs> weed though instead. Next day, I had, I was like, why do I have a hangover? It was a weed hangover. You like, have a weed hangover. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. When you first start smoking weed, you used to have these. Like the, the next day, you're like, man, I smoked so much weed, I feel like dumb or something like that. The really? next morning, I hadn't had that in a while because usually when I'm smoking, I'm drinking. So I always blamed it on the drinking. Like, goddamn, I feel like I'm hungover. Well, I've never had a weed hangover, I don't think. You're going to have one when you start smoking. You're going to be, A, so fucking high. You're, you're going to smoke half a joint and be like, oh, you know, having I'm panic be, I'm, I'm legitimately nervous. <laughs> I'm legitimately nervous about smoking pot again. But here's my real concern. I'm really wondering, like, what is going on where I, I'm dreaming so much more vividly without pot? And is that a bad thing that I'm not dreaming when I'm smoking pot? Like, am I somehow or another doing some damage? Yeah. I think, think so? I think, I think for sure that marijuana, if you smoke a lot of marijuana, that you don't have as good dreams. I, I don't, I don't I think like you realize. I like to you're not a neuroscientist. I know. Dr. Brian, this is Dr. Brian here. <laughs> Dr. Redband. But, what what yeah. exactly do you think is, what's causing the lack but of dreams? Dr. Another Dr. thing, you might have, you know, THC in your fat. And so you're getting THC, you know, still, hmm. you know, burning off, especially since you're doing yoga. It's probably like, you know, it's probably still fucking with you a little. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, we got high before most of the podcasts with comedians. I got high before most comedy shows. So that's like three, four nights a week at least. Now, I'd take a day or two off, and it was nothing. Super easy to do. Right. It was never a problem. But I never took a month off. So when I would take a day or two off, even if I go on vacation, right? If I went on vacation, I would take a week off. People, people were mocking me relentlessly online. Before I told everybody that I was taking the month off, when they started doing all this pray for Joe, people <laughs> was going, Joe, uh, I don't, in quotes, I don't smoke weed on vacation, Rogan. Like, <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. But it, it was just like, you know, I'd be in Europe or something like that. And, you know, you can't get weed. Don't bring it with you. You don't want to go to jail. So just don't smoke weed. It was no problem. So mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need pot. It's not an issue. And I don't need it, obviously. I've gone through this whole month. But I'm really st I'm stunned at the differences in the way um, I'm dreaming. Like, stunned. Like, I never expected it to be so extreme, so vivid. Every night I'm having fucking crazy dreams. Every night. And they're almost all primal. They're That's almost great. all like animals and waterfalls and fucking ocean. Ah, it's yeah. all like... A lot of falling, like a lot of like balancing on shit. Like, uh, like that's interesting. Weird. I think I'm too busy. I've been thinking that about that lately. I think I'm too busy. I think I do too much shit. And I never thought that before. I never thought that. But you would think that like smoking pot would make you think you're too busy. But not smoking pot makes me think I'm too busy. It makes me think that 
you're probably thinking clearer though in some ways you know your mind's not fogged with like you know you're overthinking about music instead Maybe. of like life you know <laughs> yeah well food does not taste as good tell you that <laughs> food's way better when you're smoking weed movies People, aren't as good movies aren't as good <laughs> music doesn't sound as good i think uh the key to it is using it occasionally i think that's the key I think marijuana, like daily – Terrence McKenna talked about this many years ago, and he was, a, he was a daily smoker. And one of the things that he was saying, he was doing some sort of a lecture, and he was saying that the correct way to do marijuana is to not do it for a long time and then do as much as you can stand. And then just fucking hold on. Woo! And that's how he would do it. He would do um, cannabis when he was doing it correctly when he wasn't like a, an inveterate daily smoker, he would do it like a psychedelic. He would do it in these big bursts where he would, you know, and he was recommending, like, that's the way to do it. And that people who think they know what cannabis is, if they smoke cannabis on a regular basis, you don't really know. Like, the way to really know what it is is to take a lot of time off, you know, or obviously eat one of Joey's edibles. No, I don't do edibles anymore. That's one thing I quit completely. I don't t fuck with edibles at all. I would like to see what happens with Joey if he took a week off oh my or God. a month off. Joey would be violent. He would attack people. Yeah. Oh, he took a month <laughs> off of edibles or whatever, right? For Did Lent. he? He never gave him up for Lent. Lent. Joey's not religious. <laughs> <laughs> I give it up for Lent, dog. He's going to be here Friday, by the way, folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... If he did take a month off, I mean, he didn't take a month off weed, though. That's why I don't think it was smoking. I think it was just eating it. Yeah, he told me that once. He told me, he was like, I can't do these fucking edibles anymore. They're too much. They're too much, Joe Rogan. I'm fucking up. I'm taking too much. It's messing me up. Next time I saw him, next time I saw him, he's down in stars of death. Ne <laughs> literally, the next time I saw him, I go, how, much, how many milligrams of those? 125. <laughs> ah. Throwing down two 125-milligram stars of death. I'm like, you are a monster. You saw the episode where he passed out, right? He where passed out like, on the microphone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lee Sia can't even see. He's, like, looking at life through, like, slits. Like, he's, like, barely cracking the page of a book. Like <laughs> <laughs> Lee is hilarious. I was listening to uh, his latest episode with Felicia Michaels, who has a new movie that I'm in called Pervs, uh, where we went to this, like, when those strip things where you put the money in and the curtain comes up and there's a woman naked masturbating yeah she, well felicia did this movie where she asked me to do it. it's in north hollywood deep in north hollywood where you shouldn't go and <laughs> it's so gross you're in this gross creepy you forget, room you forget <laughs> that there's sections in north hollywood you're like oh, oh yeah oh, it's gross and this like curtain comes up and there's all these cameras and just this woman there masturbating while asking me questions and it's so hard to answer when there's like somebody doing that and you're just like what kind of question like, uh, just like sex questions and stuff. I don't remember because it was so long ago. I forgot I even did it. Ugh. But uh, Felicia was on uh, the other day and listening to Lee on that, like he's, Lee's never been to a strip club before, but his little voice when he chimes in, he's like, ah, I've never been to a strip club before. He's like, so, like, never been to a strip club no, before? No, he's scared of him, he said. I want to take that guy to a strip club <laughs> so bad. Why is he scared? Uh, I don't, he, I don't know. He, it's, I think it's a money thing. Cause he's just like, I just don't get it. You pay the money and then they try to get money out of you. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone told a story recently about Jeremiah Watkins trying to, they took him to a strip club and he freaked out and just like ran out the back. Yeah. Basically same kind of thing. He, like he, I don't know if he's ever been to one or doesn't want to go or. Yeah. He, uh, he looked too. at the hilarious. ground and walked from the front. <laughs> Never looking up all the way to the back and out the back door. Really? Yeah. I did. I did. The other day, oh, this is crazy. I did a, a show with George Perez 
in Compton at a strip club in Compton. And let me tell you, man, that was one of the most eye-opening, like that exists. We walk in, there's strippers, like this stripper just came up to me and goes, hey, honey, look at this pussy. I swallow all the babies. You want to get it? You want some of this? Right? And like Whoa. right when I walked in. Whoa. Whoa. Just, ah. What'd she look like? Uh, like a baby mama. Like, I don't know. Like, like she, a <laughs> yeah, there's a still baby hand sticking out of her probably. <laughs> A blue baby hair. Was she attractive? No, there was there was a few, but then every time you talk to him, you're like, oh, if I fuck up, I'm dead. You know, like she was like, you know, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Super hostile. Yeah. What about the clientele? Uh, well, they it, they they were mostly there for us. Like they, George just pretty much we had the whole club by ourselves. It was all people coming to see the show. So it was and strippers too, though. And strippers too. So like, it was the idea that you would get people in there for the show, and then the girls would dance for them afterwards. Yeah, and while we're doing the show, they were coming and sitting on the table. Hey, you want to go get some butt sex upstairs? Oh, you know, <laughs> butt sex. <laughs> But, Are you just making that up, or did they no, no, say I mean that? it was it was it was full on whatever you want, pretty much place. Oh. Like, but I was no, I, it was oh. fucking scary. Yeah, if you go to a bad neighborhood, <laughs> if, I mean, you get there's levels to everything, right? Like the the levels of stress and pressure that a chick has to deal with if she's a stripper in a really bad neighborhood. Like that—that's how diamonds get developed, son. They get—you de- <laughs> don't develop diamonds in a in a fluffy pillow. You know, you're gonna—you're not gonna make a diamond on a Tempur-Pedic mattress. <laughs> <laughs> it needs fucking pressure. Serious, serious pressure, man. Like when you see one of the street hookers walking in a oh, bad neighborhood, yeah. it looks like that's where they all worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was that. Did you ever tell of... you the time when Brian Callen met his ex-girlfriend walking the streets? Yeah. That's harsh. Yeah. That is, that's when, that's when you just go, whoa, what? He was outside of uh, the uh, Coach and Horses on Sunset. You know that place? Yeah. Where Stan Hope used to love? Yeah, it's closed now. But is it? Yeah. I think, well, pretty sure it is. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That was a good little joint. Mm-hmm. I remember Ralphie May, rest in peace. We, we uh, were supposed to meet Ralphie there, and Ralphie uh, showed up an hour later. And we're like, what the fuck, Ralphie? We look in the back seat, and he had like... 13 boxes, those jalapeno poppers from Jack in the Box. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just had gone off on jalapeno poppers. I got Halloween poppers. Poor Ralphie. Well, Miss Ralphie, when he, um, he had his stomach stapled, and when he had his stomach stapled, for some reason he couldn't eat meat. Like There's, there's something about the, the operation they did. It made him uh, have a real issue with meat, but he still loved to cook it. So he used to barbecue. We went over his house once, and he—he—he's a fucking killer cook. Oh, yeah, Ralphie makes. He's got his own barbecue some... sauce, baby, big baby barbecue sauce. I, he, I went to his house really? and he cooked like this whole thing, and he goes, "Hey, check out my barbecue sauce." Was he sauce. eating meat at the time? Oh yeah, he—he—he he, he got his staples removed. I mean, n- n- <laughs> he did it himself. <laughs> he just he ate did a the lot. Old he just yeah. way. I'm just going to eat a lot of meat. He just ate right through those staples. Yeah, he had this idea that he was going to lose all this weight, and then, and it did kind of work for like a couple of days. Well, the problem was he was so big that, like, if he said he lost weight, like, you're like, okay, how much? You know, he could, he could say he lost 100 pounds, and you'd be like, um, I, I believe you. But it's hard to tell, you mm-hmm. know. It's like you couldn't 
But you imagine like how strong his legs must have been. Oh, the, the strongest feet in the business. Like that guy could probably kick through a fucking building. <laughs> you think about it. Like if he if he's carrying around five hundred pounds. Imagine if I took you and I threw three hundred pounds of weights on your back. You you're just walking around with three hundred pounds everywhere you go. I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I lift weights all the time and I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? But he would walk everywhere. Bust through walls, giving us Kool Aid. He had those calves. You know those fat dude calves? They did develop this muscle. I bet if you could like look at the musculature in his legs, I bet if you get through all the fat in his arms, his arms are like normal size arms, but I bet he had some jacked fucking Lee Haney quads. Yeah. You know, I would imagine. That's a tender meat down there. Think like, so? Like, it's weird when you see people that have those big calves, but they're always blue, like that mm. diabetes legs. That's rough. That diabetes blue. Yeah. <clears throat> That's super common, though, right? Yeah, there's a homeless guys. homeless guy by, by my house that uh, just hangs out at Starbucks, and he has it so bad where it's blistered. And every mm. time he walks, a little blood squirts off and rips down his leg. It's the grossest oh. thing ever. And he's homeless? Uh, uh, yeah. And he's fat. Yeah, he's huge. And what's weird about Burbank is there was another guy that had like this big nose. Like it was a, like he looked like uh, it was some kind of weird cis nose where it's like the size of like a, a like a pineapple. And he looked like Bernie Kosar or whatever that old guy. Like I'm Bernie Kosar. Or, or, Who's Bernie Kosar? He's like a old player or something. Quarterback for the Browns. <laughs> no, not, no. But what's Bernie the sports? I'm Bernie. Uh, the old sports <laughs> commentator. Brian's uh, the Howard only Cosell. guy. Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a Howard Cosell nose, like huge though. You're like the only guy who knows less about sports than me. <laughs> I hate sports so much. But uh, all the people in Burbank always like, hey, we'll fix your nose. Like, people are so nice. Like, I'll pay for your nose to get fixed. And he wouldn't. Uh, yeah, bigger than that. Like, imagine that nose times 100. What was the dude that was the Cubs guy? The crazy glasses. Uh, hey, Harry, I'm Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Didn't he have like a lisp? No, he just, uh, he has like really big glasses and he just talked real crazy. Will Ferrell did a great impression of like him. Like a hot dog. Hey, I'm Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you would figure like a homeless guy would be skinny. That'd be like the ultimate diet. No food, a lot of walking. Well, the only food they're eating probably is like fast food. Like, mm. you know, I mean, fast food's so fucking cheap. The other day, Arby's has this new steak uh you should go to venice venison elk. i think it's like an elk burger or something i think they have elk only in a couple places but they have venison in a bunch of places yeah, yeah. venison i had it yesterday <clears throat> it's like having a steak on a on two but but it was only five dollars and it was great it was like real well, venison. If it's venison they they do these mass executions of deer in some some places where they uh they have to uh eradicate these deer like they get a little too crazy. I would imagine that's probably where they're getting some of their meat from. Yeah, because it's only for a limited time, only in limited places. Well, you can only hunt them for so long. Like if it's in during hunting season, you're not allowed to sell it commercially. Like hunting meat, like there's a you can buy farm raised deer. They they might have that, but I think like uh, I think it's illegal. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to sell wild game. It's like to actually sell it, sell it. Mm. I don't think you can sell the meat, but I have some for you. I have, I have elk jerky for you. Oh, I want all and I of have, it. I have elk salami for you. What was that one thing mm. you made me that one time? Oh, uh, that was a smoked ham. That was wild boar. Yeah, that was. A, yeah, yeah. Wild pig is the shit. Wild pig is so, and wild pig is very sustainable. Those little motherfuckers, they breed like crazy. You, you literally have to shoot them. They have a big problem with them right now in San Jose. I was just uh, reading this thing about San Jose. Like San Jose is trying to figure out they're they're hiring people to uh, set traps in people's yards 
because in the middle of the night, these wild pigs come up and just fuck people's lawns up. And in San Jose, is like tech industry, you know? It's like... I didn't even know that was a thing up there. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, what's interesting is a lot of it came from that crazy asshole that made weed illegal, William Randolph Hearst. William Randolph Hearst, when he built the Hearst Castle, have you ever been to the Hearst yes, Castle? Yes, I have. It's pretty sweet. Fucking I, crazy. I never put the two together. I was like, oh, fuck, I've been there. Yeah. That's... Is, is, that, is the Hearst Castle the one that has like the, the, the stairways that lead to a brick wall? Like you open up the door and there's nothing there? Or is that another cra a crazy lady, I think? I think I'm thinking of a different person. But William Randolph Hearst, when he had the Hearst Castle built, he released a bunch of wild boars, Eurasian boars, all over the backyard so he could just hunt them and shoot them. Because he was just a crazy rich wow. asshole. And those motherfuckers populated the entire Northern California region. That's crazy. Hunter S. Thompson, when he was young and he lived in Big Sur, he used to go hunt wild boars with a machine gun. There's like a, a famous classic picture of Hunter S. Thompson holding a knife and an AK-47 while there's a wild boar that's hanging from its back legs and he's cutting it open and, and about to cook it. I'm like, whoa. Have you ever read Pig's Tale? Pig's tail? Yeah. I bet pig's feet. Pig's feet. I hate that pig's feet. It's good. Is it? Delicious. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember much about my, my real dad, but I do remember he loved pig's feet. And I ate it when I was a little kid. Yeah, you, you can buy it at the pickled. grocery store. Yeah, pickled, pickled pig's, pig's feet. feet. You got to go to a bad neighborhood, though. No, they have it at my pavilions. <laughs> my, really? Dude, my girlfriend eats pavilions? all that. She gets she gets fish eyeballs. She eats fish eyeballs. Oh, you're dating an Asian. Uh, yeah. This wow, is that's the, uh, the Winchester Whoa. Mystery House. This is the, the stairs. Oh, that's the, the house. Nowhere yeah. Is. Where's that one at? It's near San Jose. Okay, yeah, same kind of area. Yeah, this house is a wacky house. What's this? How'd you go about? to this house? I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was a Greek. Well, I lived in San Francisco when I was little. Oh, From right. age 7 to 11, we lived in San Francisco. And we took a tour of the Hearst Castle when I was little. I remember it. And we went to this mystery house, too. But <clears throat> there was, like, doorways to nowhere. I love these old rich houses. Like, like I went to the Gamble House, you know, Procter & Gamble. It's uh, it's in um, Pasadena. But that's where they filmed, like, Back to the Future. What was that one with the fish with the seagull? Know, what the hell was that? <laughs> Uh, it's just somebody's blog oh someone's about blog. Their trip. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so what were you saying? What? Uh, but like these houses back then, the architecture there. And I mean, the Procter and Gamble at the time he was like a you know our billionaire. Mm. So he'd have these houses have so many like unique. That's it, right? Is yeah. that the Hearst Castle? No, no, this is the Gamble, Gamble House. House. The, the Gamble House. Yeah, and uh, so like there's like all these like secret you know rooms and the architecture there is amazing. That's a beautiful house. It was yeah, Doc Brown's. House that's Doc Brown's. Back to the future. Back to the future. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, it's in Pasadena. It's a cool that's little. That's in Pasadena. That house is. Yeah. God, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love houses like that. Like Me too. Wood structure. Like look at that lawn too. The architecture there is so amazing. And just Pasadena is amazing, man. It Pasadena. Is. Whoa, that's the inside of it. Yeah. And you what did you just do there? You got a 360 tour, yeah, dude. This house is Google the Maps shit. Now. You can like look through shit mm -hmm. on the inside. Is this like they have tours of it? Yeah, yeah. Me and my mom. That went guy's to a it. ghost. <laughs> These people are ghosts. Look at that. They're ghosts. They have different kinds of tours, to, like tours where you could go to rooms that you can only go to if you go to this certain tour. And, mm. uh, That's fucking beautiful. That's the same house? Yeah. Pasadena had this Frank Lloyd Wright house that was for sale forever, and I think it finally sold. And there was another one that's like another Frank Lloyd Wright house, I believe, that was for sale in Los Feliz, and I was like, God damn, I don't want it. That's the house. Yeah. Like, I don't want to live in Los Feliz. With all the hipsters, but I might live there just to be in this house. Look at this fucking the Mallard house. That place is the shit. I love Frank. <clears throat> That's Lloyd, old right? though. Yeah, the inside of that house was incredible. 
Jamie, go to the inside where you see um, there was all this crazy patterns. Yeah. See all the crazy patterns in the stone columns? I mean, it was just a gorgeous house. Like, it was literally like you're owning, whoever owns it, you're owning a piece of historical art. Like that one right down there. Look at that. That's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, come on, man. That's, that's like a museum or something. There, there's a house in Pennsylvania, Frank Lloyd Wright house. I think it's in Pennsylvania where it's the same thing where it's just waterfalls and amazing things like this. Like, you know what's probably the dopest house I've ever seen is the um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off house when he drove the Ferrari yeah, out what there. House was that's that? in Seattle. That house is in Seattle. That it's looks like, like it right there, though, the Pennsylvania one with the <laughs> waterfall. That looks like... Oh, look at that. Click on that that's one. That's the one I'm talking Fuck. about. Oh, that's Chicago. That's in Chicago? Yeah. Probably yeah. have to dodge bullets on the way yeah, to the house. Yeah, the Ferris Bueller house was for sale <laughs> not, not too long ago. Really? Yeah. I remember probably seeing Probably a fuckload of money. How much does a Ferris Bueller house cost? Look at that house. God damn, that's gorgeous. Oh, that's so awesome. Man. Laurel. No, that's Laurel Highlands, Pennsylvania. There it is. Dude, there's there's nothing better than like living around trees. Like there's something about like that image of that house, like with all those trees in the background, all that green. Like that just makes you want to live. You know what it reminds me of? The crazy billionaire and uh uh ex machina. Remember that guy? The guy lived in some crazy wooded oh, house in the, in yeah. the forest. I just rewatched that. Such a great <clears throat> movie. There it is. Ferris Bueller's like, Day Off house. That oh. house is the shit. But people would watch you fuck. They'd be hiding in the bushes. <laughs> Binoculars. I see him. That guy's got a new movie shit. coming out. Ferris Bueller? No, no, no. The Matthew Broderick? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might too. I don't know. But sure, the Ex Machina. <clears throat> yeah, the Ex Machina guy has a good movie coming directed, out. I, we watched the trailer off, off air, but I'm trying to remember what it was right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's some sort of a science fiction movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of my... If, if I had a top 20 all-time favorite movies, Ex Machina is right in there. Wait, I thought it was so well done. Me too. And it, it, I rewatched it. It's perfect still. Yeah. It, is he yeah. doing that, that book, the Anni science fiction book? Annihilation, yeah. Oh. I think that's what it is. What is it about? Um, Jeff Vandermeer. Watch the new oh, trailer for Ex Machina. Directed. Oh, yeah, Natalie Portman's in it. Oh yeah, that's right. That oh, world, that's right. Yeah, that it was whole like world they go to and like her husband died and they're Jonah to find her some <coughs> yeah, it was some or portals or well, I will find out. Yeah, dude, I gotta stop drinking coffee when I'm on a podcast. Because <clears throat> of the phlegm thing. Yeah, it, well, you, it's terrible. Even that it, caveman coffee, just coffee in general. If I drink water, I'm fine. If I drink coffee, I start phlegming up and I have to clear my throat. You, you should do la cra. Those little bubbles will get out of that phlegm. Ooh, you know what I like, dude? Uh, Zevia, that stevia soda. Do we dude. have any of those back there? I, the soda, yeah. Do I don't we? know what flavor is in the just go group grab beer. A few of them. Those things are delicious. Bring those motherfuckers where, where do you back. find them, though? I can't find them anywhere. Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yeah, Amazon. In some grocery Amazon. stores, but like the the soda aisle is so big and taken over by the big ones. There's like one six pack in every grocery store yeah. if you get lucky. I'm so burnt out on LaCroix, so I'm not La trying Croix? to do doing all the other ones. What did you ones. say? LaCroix. La they have Zevia water. Yeah. They're very similar. It's so, so Stevia is still fine, right? Like oh, yeah. there's nothing bad with Stevia. No, I, yeah. I always hear like, you know, what was the other one that, oh, uh, the. Aspartame? Yeah. That's not terrible. Aspartame, the other, the Xylophal? coconut one. The coconut. Oh. The Xylitol. Um, yeah, what was the coconut one? Uh, fuck, what was that one? Mm. Yeah, anyways. They're but, all, most of them, like monk fruit is supposed to be really good. Um, most of that stuff, like the chemical stuff's dangerous, but stevia, I think, I'm pretty sure, we should have Jamie check. <laughs> as soon as Jamie comes back, I don't want to tell anybody, yeah, bro, eat all the stevia you want. Do you remember that crazy guy that was uh, snorting stevia? Yeah. 
What's oh. his name? Dan Quinn? Yeah, that guy. Is that guy still alive? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, man. What he, that guy was crazy. That he was a weightlifter awesome, guy here, though. He was a fighter. MMA guy. Yeah. Yeah, he had some awesome videos of him snorting stevia, talking about stevia burns off calories and gives you muscles. Root beer. <clears throat> yeah, we got um, root beer, so cream soda. This is zero calories, mm -hmm. and it's sweetened with stevia, yeah. and it's like uh, LaCroix with that tastes better. Grapefruit citrus. People are going to think this is some really fucking low-level, sketchy commercial. Man, if I wasn't wearing my MeUndies right now, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you just go to Stamps.com today. Oh, my God, that tastes like root beer. Yeah. Legit. Oh, I need this. Okay. Here's the question. Is there anything wrong with stevia? We need to find out. I feel like Google there was it. something recently. That's Google, uh, does stevia kill you? My well, dad's still on the thing where if, if it's any kind of artificial <laughs> sweetener, your brain thinks it's real, so it releases chemicals unnecessarily that doesn't have anywhere to go. So he says it's still bad for you, any artificial sweeteners. Right, That's but this dad, isn't yeah. an artificial sweetener. It, it isn't. No, stevia is made with a plant. That's why it has the little green leaf. That's what stevia looks like. But isn't it your brain think like, hey, this is sugar, though? It tastes like sugar. I don't know. Maybe your brain does. I don't know. Maybe my, my brain's smart enough to know. <laughs> my brain's like, yo, bro, this is fake, bro. This is fake sugar, bro. So don't get good. crazy. I had a real Coke the other day by accident. Oh. Yeah, I went to uh, a drive-thru. It was late at night, and uh, I was fucking starving. And uh, I'd worked all day, and I worked out, and I was just like, I just need to get a fucking Burger King. Or not Burger King, uh, Wendy's. Went and got a... A Baconator. Mm. Yeah. Same. And I asked for a Diet Coke, and they hooked me up with a regular Coke. They always do that shit. pisses me off, but it's it still good. It was delicious. <laughs> it was so good. I haven't had a regular Coke in years. I treat myself once in a while. Get a little Mexican Coke. I, I went to In-N-Out the other day. Man, I, I, I'm not on board with In-N-Out. I'm not going to get shit on this, but... <clears throat> What's wrong with you? It, 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 In-N-Out, it's so... Cigarettes killed your fucking taste buds. Boring. <laughs> but you go to Wendy's, it's so much better. What? If you have a burger... Who are you? If you have a burger from In-N-Out and a burger from Wendy's, you ever Wendy's try... tastes a million times better. You are... You definitely have fucked up your taste I would taste love to have a taste test. There's a show called Good Mythical... Can you believe what he's saying? I don't even know what you're saying. There's a show you, called... You really think that Wendy's <laughs> is better than In-N-Out? A million times better than In-N-Out. That's a million. Million. You, I can't trust you with anything from now on. You're, you're from California, though, so you grew no, up on In-N-Out. Yeah, but most of your life is spent in <laughs> here in California. I yeah, just don't, don't use that it. Columbus bias on Wendy's, though, because <laughs> it's from where we're, we're from. Yeah. doesn't mean it's better. True. You're from California. You're all In-N-Out. I, I would love to take five guys, uh, all the burger places that we know of, and have a taste test with a blind taste test, and you tell me which one is the best. And I five bet you guys, in and out will be nowhere close to the, the five best. guys with bacon and jalapeno would butt fuck all the rest of them. I just said it. <laughs> five guys is good. I like. I don't like the fries as much as I. <laughs> They're uh, the when, best. <laughs> See, you got a problem with your face. Fat burgers really way up there, and there's fat burgers. Fat not burger? many of them to com to compare. Way to up them. there, taste wise. It's really, really, really. There's good. one like a mile away from here. No, I know, but I mean, there's just not tons of them all around the, uh, the world and country. They're pretty good. They're all right. They're pretty it's, good. It's really good. But like, I think they give you frozen meat. I think it's frozen meat that they recook. But I don't think that's that big of a deal. I tell you uh, what, man. Yeah. I, that whole frozen versus fresh argument, I think the real thing is like when you cook it. You got to cook it like right there and then. You know, like right, like the problem with a lot of these fast food places is they have that fucking thing cooked way in advance. They just nuke them. Right. And then hand them to your Burger microwave. King. Burger King says flame broiled, but you know what they do? They flame broil it, then they put it in a pan with all this beef juice, and they just let it sit in this pan, like, like kind of like a caterer. Like when you go to catering where yeah. they just pull it out, it's disgusting. 
Uh, the grossest burger you will ever have in your life is Carl's Jr. grass-fed burger. Taste it sometime. Really? You'll throw it out your window. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it made me sick how disgusting Carl's it is. Jr. right now is establishing lawsuits. I know a lot lawyers. of people yeah. uh, are big fans of Whataburger when we talk about In-N-Out, like where they have it. I think like Texas is a big place yeah, for Yeah, because they're, but... they're all Texased out. They got a fucking big belt buckle and cow horns yeah. on their front Cadillac. Whataburger's delicious. They're out uh, of their fucking mind. I'd buy the spicy ketchup from Amazon. That's the best ketchup you'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? But you buy water burger, water burger, spicy ketchup, Amazon. Oh it, it's I'll buy you some. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> That's so it's, ridiculous. It's the best ketchup in the world. Water burger's good. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say no if I was hungry, but it cannot fuck with Five Guys or In and Out. Here's the stevia. Let's do a taste test soon. Okay, what's wrong with stevia? What is it? Stevia is short for stevia rebaudiana, a plant from. <clears throat> the chrysanthemum family, which grows in parts of Brazil and Paraguay. The compound that makes the stevia sugar is extracted from the leaves. It's used in the UA, East Asia, Russia, blah, 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 and is about 200 to 300 times sweeter than sugar. Whoa. When did the FDA approve it? In the 1990s, the FDA rejected stevia as a food ingredient after research linked it to reproductive problems and possible genetic mutations in rats. <clears throat> well, I'm not a rat, so... Uh, in 2008, the FDA approved a specific formula of pure stevia, ribodioside. How do you say that? Ribodioside A. A. Pure Via and True Via both contain the Reb A version of stevia, which is FDA approved. The FDA recommended daily dose is no more than 1.3 milligrams per kilogram of body weight for healthy adults. You'd have to have at least 29 Truvia packets a day to exceed that. What do the experts say? If your stevia isn't made from Reb A, like, for example, the whole leaf extract that's sold at natural food markets and labeled as a dietary supplement hasn't been vetted for safety oh, by the FDA. Fuck. For Truvia and Purevia, the FDA concluded with reasonable certainty that Reb A is not harmful under its intended conditions of use. Based on studies, it looked at concerning reproductive blood pressure and toxicity effects. Although scientific studies in the 1960s and 1980s found that stevia-derived products decreased fertility in female rats. God, feed it to chicks. <laughs> shoot them full of loads. <laughs> and uh, potentially led to mutations. The FDA concluded that those problems didn't apply to Reb A based on additional research that Sony paid off. The problem with <laughs> this fucking... I don't trust any studies from back in the day anymore yes. after that sugar study got exposed where you found out from the New York Times did this whole expose on how the sugar industry bribed all these uh, scientists to say that sugar's not bad for you. It's this saturated fat. And they, they, all the, they, they pushed all the blame on heart attacks and heart disease on the saturated fat. So, hilarious. so this uh, Zevia, <coughs> I can't tell. What they're pretty much saying is like the whole foods, the, the pure extracted stevia plants are not good for you. Or they're saying it's not FDA I think they say it has to, hasn't been vetted. That's the stuff that we put in coffee. That was also a four-year-old article. I was like oh. motherjones.com, which seemed like a good place, but it was... Mother Jones is a good place if you have stinky feet and you're like wearing <laughs> Birkenstocks <laughs> and uh, you have wooden beads. Uh, Mother Jones is a good magazine, but... It's, they're, they're super left-wing hippie. I don't know if they're right, though. I mean, they might be right. Makes sense. Yeah, I was just looking for some FDA results on that. I mean, there's no biological free rides. If you talk to doctors, they say, look, it's pro there's something probably going on. 
You know, like I used to think that Advil was fine. I used to think that Advil, there's no no problem with Advil until Dr. Rhonda Patrick explained to me about strokes and fucking heart attacks and all kinds of crazy shit that you can get from consuming Advil. Wasn't Advil the thing that you're supposed to take, though, if you're having a heart attack? No, that's, no that's aspirin. Aspirin. Mm. Aspirin supposedly prevents heart attacks. Mm -hmm. But I wonder why. Like, do you think it's, is it something in the, it's because aspirin, if I remember correctly, you should probably Google this, mm. I think it comes from the bark of a tree. I think actual aspirin is an, an extraction, like a plant extraction. Mm -hmm. And somehow or another, aspirin, because it does reduce inflammation, is supposed to be good for people that have heart problems. Aspirin blocks an enzyme called cyclooxygenase that makes your body less likely to produce chemicals that can cause inflammation. It helps prevent blood clots. That's important because they clog the arteries and bring blood to the heart, muscles, and the brain, which increases your risk of heart attack and stroke. So uh, aspirin blocks that enzyme and makes you less likely to have heart attacks and stroke. That's pretty badass. But what is aspirin from? Where does aspirin come from? Is aspirin safe to take as like a vitamin every day? I think they <laughs> actually encourage you to take aspirin. But you know what else can be done that could probably mimic the effects? It's like. When you talk to people that really understand like health ailments, one of the big things they all seem to bring up is inflammation. They're like inflammation is like one of the number one sources of malaise. How do you say that? Malaise, disease, uh, massive issues, health health issues that people have. Inflammation. Inflammation they think is a, a huge factor in cancer. Huge factor in heart attacks, strokes, everything. Like, inflammation is just fucking bad. Like, anytime you're eating inflammatory foods, that's the big problem with sugar. That's the big problem with refined carbohydrates is that they produce inflammation in people. Like, a lot of people that have, like, joint problems and shit, they go on a low-carbohydrate diet and all their joint problems go away. Like, if you have, like, pain in your ankles and shit, a lot of, a lot of people have found that, that just changing your diet makes that go away because a lot of that inflammation is just... the your body just not responding very well to your diet. But that's different people. So what does it say? I don't see anything about it being from a tree. Oh, I made it up. It seems like it's... I, I, I agree with you. I've heard that before. I, I know you, there's something that sounds familiar, but I don't know if it was aspirin or not. Mm. Well, what does it say it comes from? I think it's just a chemical compound. Uh, I think... Acetylic acid. Ac but I think it's... what is acid. aspirin extracted from a plant? Google that. Because I think aspirin was around way before they figured out how to make, like, pharmaceutical drugs. I think that shit's been around forever. <laughs> there was a dude that was a friend of mine who was a really funny comedian who yeah. would... Uh, willow bark. Willow bark. Ooh. See? Ooh. How to See? make aspirin from a willow tree. <laughs> Bitch. Let's get a yeah, it contained the willow... The bark of a white willow tree contains the salicin, which is the chemical known as the acetalic or whatever. That acid. sounds like wishcraft. Doesn't it sound like witchcraft? Mm -hmm. The bark of a willow tree. What's a in the middle of the night on the solstice? He'll bring it to me, and I will conjure it up. I will put it in a cauldron. Is, is a willow tree? <laughs> is a willow tree the same as a weeping willow? Mm. Huh. Weeping, weeping willow. Willow is the one that's like sags. Right? Yeah, and it has like those fuzzy things on it. Maybe mm. I feel like I had a willow tree growing up. Ooh, yeah, that's a pretty tree. Willow. Mm. It's a nice tree there. Whoa. What's that one? It's frosted in one. <clears throat> how to make aspirin from a willow tree. Let's find out how to do it. What do you got to do? Let's make our own aspirin. 
Let's make toothpicks out of a willow tree that prevent heart attacks. Dude. <laughs> now you're talking. I wonder if that's real. I wonder if you could do that. Probably, huh? Why not, right? Always sucking on a toothpick instead of smoking a cigarette? Yes. Yes. So that's what you want to do, right? You want to quit smoking. Uh, yeah. Quit smoking is <laughs> my number one thing. Lose weight is my number two thing. What's number three? Grow your dick? Uh... Get rid of the damn rat at my house. I feel uh, like I'm diseased right now. We played the video uh, a couple weeks ago of what? Of your your rat. We showed images screaming of your rat. Did we play yeah, the I video? I couldn't find the, the screaming one. It, it, I found the link late to like later, and we moved on. Uh, but uh, the <laughs> screaming thing was screaming. Brian caught a rat in a trap and set up cameras. I, I didn't tell you what happened. The second part of what happened. So there's two rats. We killed one. The second one with the video with the screaming one escaped. For a week, we didn't see it. All my cameras, I have like all these night vision cameras. So I'm like, well, it must have ran away. Uh, so I took all my traps, put them underneath the sink. One of my traps was a electric one where they walk in and they get electrocuted. So I put that underneath the sink. Anyways, cut to three months later, it smelled like death in my kitchen. And you've smelled death before and you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Sure enough, I open it up and I see this flashing red light. The rat had gone into the electricity thing, electrocuted himself, and had been there for three months. So he went in there after? After. He must have been injured underneath my sink. He must have been injured. He's the same rat? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I had so many cameras that I could tell there was one bigger, the pregnant one that we killed first. Then there was the father or the husband. And like it was like two different sizes. One was like, you know, the crazy big. One was like smaller. But uh, so I look and I see this rat tail coming out and then it smelled like death right when I opened up the thing. Of course, luckily I'm dating an Asian who eats fish eyeballs. So I was like, get out, get that out of here. And you so, made her do it? No, she doesn't care. She has, she, she has no emotion about death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she's taking fishing. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she takes it out and she was puts it in the trash can. Like I just told her to throw the whole thing away. We're not going to reuse that electricity thing. And it, it fell out into the trash can and bust open and all these maggots just come out like oh hundreds of maggots it, like it burst Ooh. open like the skin just couldn't take it anymore did you, did you take pictures <laughs> no i uh That's i think Instagram. she did i think she did i i, I was freaking out she definitely take pictures so, of that. now the rat's back <coughs> a new well, rat. it's not, it's, i guarantee you you probably had a ton of rats living in your house well, what it is, I, we we got the exterminator out, and we have one of those crawl spaces underneath my house, and the whole house has been, you know, gridded up so there's no rats can get inside. So how they were getting in was confusing everyone. Found our stupid ass neighbor. He's like, oh yeah, a rat uh, chewed through my screen in the back of my house the other uh, a couple months ago, and he had a cat. So they've been coming in his house, going in his kitchen, going underneath the house, going out into my house. So he's just because he didn't tell us. That he has a big hole in his back fucking screen. Yeah, but his back screen, the rats are coming out of his house? It's coming in his house through this this hole, and then they go in his kitchen, and underneath they can go underneath the house by going under the pipes under his kitchen. Sink. I guarantee you there's rats everywhere. Like, you can't blame this guy. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you, you live in an area, there's backyards. And there's horses everywhere. Yeah. Oh, know, dude, there's, there's rats are everywhere. everywhere. You know where there's a fuckload of rats? is a goddamn comedy store. Yeah, I saw I took, three last night. <laughs> every time I go to that back smoking area, mm-hmm. I look for rats. Yeah. And you'll see them scurrying across the top. I mean, yeah. I took videos of them. We were all hanging out in the back in the parking lot area where it says Mitzi's comedy, Mitzi's spot only. There's fucking rats all over the place over there. I hate rats, man. 
Yeah. Do you have rats? You don't have rats at your house. You have like other crazy shit, right? Like, we have rats. Tarantulas There's definitely or rats. Yeah, we have tarantulas. I caught a, a big tarantula the other day. That's crazy. Put that on my Instagram. I've never seen a tarantula just walking around. Yeah. Like that's real. Oh my yeah, God. it's a big fucker in my house. In was, your house? Yeah. Yeah, I put my sneaker next to it so people can see how big it is. <clears throat> he was big. I, I just, I just. But there, but tarantulas are pretty, pretty mellow, man. Like you scoop them up, I put it in a box. Like I scooped them up in a shoebox, put them outside. Yeah, they don't bite or anything, right? Yeah, look at them. Oh my god, though, if I saw that <laughs> coming out of my shoe, are you freaked out to put well, your shoes on? He didn't come out of my shoe. I put the shoe down next to him. I know, but are you scared that anytime you put your shoe on, there might be a tarantula in it? Tarantulas don't scare me. <sighs> Black widows were much smaller than that, and I see them all the time, and they will fuck you up. Black widows are what's really scary. Yeah, I have a lot at my house. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking big bug, right? Mm -hmm. Would you ever eat that? <laughs> yeah, you, they taste good. Apparently, they taste like crabs. <laughs> well, they're in the crab family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but right. I oh, watched yeah. uh, I watched a television show where these people were living in the Amazon, I believe, and they were cooking. See if you can find it. Amazon uh, natives. Cooking giant spiders. I mean, oh. and they had them. You ever see how they do? <laughs> you need to look it up. Listen, I hosted Fear Factor. I could watch anything. I could literally watch people eat dicks. Mm. I have. I know. Um, when they they, you ever seen those things that they make? It's almost like uh, a screen, and they put a fish down, and then they put the other screen on top of it, and they bury it under. No, no, no. Oh. Like you cook it over a fire. Oh. You know, like not a screen. It's like a bunch of sticks, and the fish is in between the sticks. You know, it just it basically just holds the fish in place while they cook it over the fire. Mm. They did the same thing with these these giant fucking tarantulas. They cut them open, slip, uh, split them up, and uh, laid them down on this uh, this fire, and just put the tarantulas out there to cook, just like they would cook like a crab or, or a piece of fish or something like that. It looked good. Mm. I bet they taste good. It's fucking nasty. They're they're really bugs, you know. Like they call um, they call lobsters bugs. Like that's the thing. Like those those divers, they call them bugs. Oh, oh, they're gonna kill it. No. Yeah. See. No. Here they get these fuckers. Is it popping your mouth? Oh, they get really itchy because the uh, hairs off of those bugs. They um, they're not bugs really. They're arachnids. <clears throat> but the hairs off the spiders. So they take it. These are like little kids, man. It's, Oh, they, they cook them God. over the fire. But the thing is, man, I think they taste good. Somebody I, told me they ate them before. You know what? It might have been Les. I think Les Stroud told me they ate them, that he ate them. My girlfriend would eat that right away. No problem, right? No problem. With chopsticks. Yep. She put some of that uh, duck sauce on it. Look at these kids. Mine's ready. Oh but it looks like crab. Taste a bit like crap. <laughs> <laughs> See? Mmm. <laughs> Look, they're all excited. Human yeah. Planet, BBC. That's <coughs> cool. But why are we afraid of tarantulas, but we're not afraid of crab? Like, you know, you know, no one has a problem cooking. Like, you ever see like a Alaskan king crab alive? Their fucking legs are like this long. They'll come in your house. That's a good point. You don't have to put a sneaker next to. I think a it's hair. I think it's a hair thing. That's another good point. But roaches don't have hair, and roaches freak you out. Uh, yeah, but that's a shell thing, huh? Like if roaches were yellow, 
No, that's what would be worse. Well, listen, I ate a roach. <laughs> I ate a roach on right. Fear Factor. They taste like nothing. It's like nothing. They squirt in your mouth. That's kind of gross. Like I, I gagged a little bit when it squirted <laughs> when I bit into it because it was so juicy. Oh, God. <clears throat> but the actual taste itself was very bland. What about those, you guys, those pill bugs or those garden bugs that you guys used to have on Fear Factor, those big green caterpillars that would just pop in your mouth? Oh, uh, I ate one of those. Yeah, Tomato hornworm. Tomato hornworm. I ate one of those. That wasn't so good. What what that tastes like? That's Not seen- that strong, <laughs> still, but very mushy. Like, if I was really hungry, I'd eat the shit out of a plate of those, uh, those roaches. Roaches? Yeah, because I was in uh, Mexico last year. And we were in uh, Cancun, no, Cabo. <laughs> That's yeah, what tomato hornworms. Fear fact, just me. Squirted out. Yeah. Chewing up a goddamn God. storm. Man, this is when Fear Factor was. Here's awesome. the thing, is man, if I met this dude right now today, I'd go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love this show. If I saw that dude today, I'd be like, nice to meet you. Like I never, I don't remember meeting him. That's so great. My memory's such dog shit. My memory's pretty good for like normal stuff, but I think I've seen too much. <laughs> All these people, I don't know who these people are. This is when but I obviously met them. That dude is going to town though. Look at him. <laughs> this is when Fear Factor was amazing. Not... Yeah, ludicrous, man. Call me. I'll give you some tips. <laughs> yeah. One the, did we talk about this? Like one of those stunts is like, oh no, you're gonna get your cell phone wet. <laughs> like that was a stunt. Like, no. I don't want to get my cell is that phone real? wet. Yeah. yeah. No. I swear it's that. They're on a budget. Yeah. Luda might have ate up that budget. <laughs> Just on that Fast and the Furious gig money. You know, he's stuck in that world with the Tyrese and uh, the yeah. Rock and all those guys in their franchise. Did we talk about Tyrese and, and the Rock feuding? Oh my God! Did we talk about it yesterday? Yeah, we we mentioned it off air, off, but we didn't air. we didn't talk about I it. I had no idea. I was I was uh, on YouTube looking at something else. I was looking at uh, some automobile thing, and uh, I saw The Rock, and then I saw The Rock dissing Tyrese, and I was like, "This is real." And I went to it. And the, no, it's real. They apparently Tyrese talked a bunch of shit about The Rock, and The Rock did a review. Of Tyrese's album, but they're also in a movie right now together. Doesn't matter. Nah, he, the, he doesn't like them. Yeah, the, the the things coming out because The Rock made a deal to make a uh, s- spinoff sequel to the Fast and the Furious franchise that's not bring, involving anyone that's in the Fast and the Good Furious. So and mad they're mad. That, Tyrese yeah. is like you're splitting up the family, which <laughs> means nobody wants to go see a goddamn Tyrese movie. That's the real problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm on wow. Team Rock. Whatever I'm, he wants. I love The Rock. <laughs> Me too. He's a sweetheart of a guy. If you meet him in person too. Oh, you got to meet him. Yeah, he's great. A Tate did a movie with him, Jumanji. <laughs> He's a fucking great guy, like a legitimately great guy. And he inspires the shit out of me. You know, a lot of people think that that meathead stuff, like in the gym, like push harder, get it done, you know, all work, all play, all day, you know, like all that crazy stuff. I, I find him inspirational. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's simpleton stuff. I think he's great. I love him. Night was pretty good. Yeah, we, what do you got? Give me some volume. A.m. I just wrapped a phenomenal workout here in the Iron Paradise. Got after it hardcore. Hardest workers in the room. It's how we do it. Um, the number one question that I'm asked everywhere I go uh, around the world is always, how is it that I stay so motivated? What are the motivating factors in my life that keep me in this psychological space? Um, Number one will be gratitude. I try and find a way to be grateful for every single thing I have every single day. Wins, losses, loved ones, you name it. My life wasn't always this way. It was much different many moons ago. So these days I'm grateful to the bone for everything. The other thing is hunger. Uh, You always hear people say, well, it's about being number one, about being at the top. Or how about this? Um, You're always going to find somebody out there who's going to work harder. 
well, I don't know that. That might be bullshit, but I know no one is going to be hungrier than I am. Uh, and I try and find a way to be grateful. So I hope that helps. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. If you're watching this, you better be doing something productive and not freaky shit. Well, you could go do some freaky shit. Uh, it's Saturday night. Need a little editing, yeah, yeah, but I like yeah. the point. <laughs> it's inspirational, but, is, but that, all that saying about gratitude, that's real. That's legit. And who fucking works harder than that guy? He's always on a new TV show. He's got 10 movies juggling at the same time. Probably sleeps two hours a night. Look at him. I could do without all these pictures of people hopping in private jets, though. I get it. You're rich. That the private jet thing to me is is just that's a weird form of selfie, you know? Like the private gym f photos I get, but the private jet photos. Who's the guy that that faked the private jet? Oh, little uh, bow wow, little <laughs> bow wow. What are you doing, little bow wow? Little bow wow. That's a meme now, isn't it? Yeah. Like people pretending to little bow wow things. What's funny is <laughs> nowadays. It's so funny that someone on the plane busted him. I know, and it's it's crazy because you could get a private jet pretty easily now. There's an app, whatever that app is, where you can rent. Like if you're going to San Francisco, uh, you can if you're with four people, you can get like two hundred dollar plane tickets on a private jet. Really? Like, you can rent out private jets uh, through an app now. I think it's still. Pretty Pretty fucking expensive. It's not. It's not like uh, what's that? I think it's called Jet Smart. Jet, jet Set. Yeah, yeah. Jet Set. It, uh, the one here you can only just go to like San Francisco, Vegas, and maybe like Oakland. But it's cheap. But it's cheap. It's super. Like two hundred bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks to go to Vegas. Yeah, on a yeah. private jet. And you could if you could rent out the whole jet you just to your friends. It. You got to reserve it in time and make sure there's only a after um after the uh, Vegas massacre, tickets were like seventy bucks yeah. to get to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that work? Does the airline just decide no one's going to Vegas? We need to make it cheap and easy? Right. Or do they go in cahoots with the, the casinos? Like, Might just happen fast. I don't know. I, mean, I wonder if they're in cahoots with the casinos. Because here's one thing that I noticed. You can't get a late night flight out of Vegas. Yeah. They're like, no, stay. Mm -hmm. Come on, we want to go home? Well, I Come think on. that's because of noise order. or yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. the same with Burbank. You can't fly out or LAX. Mm. Vegas noisy. Nah. Well. Come on, man. What time do they stop? Around like 10? Yeah. Probably. You can yeah. leave L.A. at 1 in the morning, right? You can leave L.A. any time of the yeah. night. So, yeah. That's yeah. Would, would you feel weird staying at Mandalay Bay? Because, I mean, we used to stay at Mandalay Bay all Dude, the we time. we stayed there all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think I stayed in that room. Yeah. I'm almost positive I stayed in that room. Probably have. Because that was a corner yeah. suite. It was a always... dope suite. Yeah. I, I think the Fertitas put me up in that room way back in the Dizay. I'm mm -hmm. almost positive. I looked at that room. I'm like, God, that seems like super familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I'd stay there. I mean, fuck. Okay. It's yeah. one guy, one crazy guy. Now he's dead. But if you go online and read all the fucking rumors and all the theories, Jamie's one of them. I, I'm like, I'm like the, I was looking at facts. I'm not going into the conspiracy stuff. There's just Jamie's kind of a truther. He's a Vegas truther. There's reporters looking into it. I don't need to do that job for them. They're looking into Wait, it. Wait, what do you hope, think? What, do you so. think there's a second gunman? No, Third? I, fourth? Fourth? The team. I, Do you really think that? I, I'll just say this much of it. Oh, uh, while it was happening, I was listening to police scanner audio, and I was just following along the story. The story changed, and I had questions on why it changed. Seems super normal, sitting around listening to police scanner audio. Oh, you mean multiple shooters from multiple hotels? I'm not. I just, yeah. That's because that's he was shooting point. towards multiple hotels and then shooting straight towards the... I'm just... Uh, yeah. All right. I, but no, there was some reports of people shooting people in uh, New York, New York, and there's... But here's the thing that you have to take into consideration. Whenever there's a mass shooting like that, there's chaos. And whenever there's chaos, you're going to get all sorts of 
bad information. People just like, they see things that's not there. No one knew where the shooters were coming from. People thought there were shooters in the crowd. I have friends that were actually there at the thing that dodged bullets. Mm. One of the girls who works for the USC, she was one of the ring car girls. She was actually there. Mm. And she said as she was running away, people were dropping right next to her. Like she's trying to run and people got shot, like literally, like a movie. Boom, people dropping and falling down right next to her. One of her friends blew out her ACL because a guy got fucking shot in the head and fell and landed on her sideways and blew her knee out. Dan like, Blitzerian said that that woman next to him, has her head blew up. Yeah, he was running away, making a video. I just saw some girl get shot in the fucking head. He was right there at yeah. the concert. Fuck, man. I mean, that guy planned that shit for a long time. I mean, I don't like to read too much into it, but that whole family's fucking crazy. The father was a serial bank robber who used to do all sorts of charity work so that people think he was a nice guy. And then he'd do this charity work and, you know, hey, it's just me, just nice Mr. Fred. And then Mr. Fred would go rob a fucking shitload of banks. Yeah, and he, he had uh, mental health issues, too. Yeah. He was pretty yeah. fucked up. The, the father was a nut. He was a real sociopath. Uh, and then the brother, the brother did like this rambling 30-plus minute interview where they were talking to him uh, after the murders, and all he just kept talking about is what a great guy his brother was, and his brother was so smart, and my, you know, he was the type of guy that if he wanted to, he'd just fly to Japan and have sushi. Yeah, or kill 50 fucking people like it's nothing. Like, what are you talking about? Your brother's a fucking serial killer. Your brother's a mass murderer. You know, you shouldn't be talking about what an eccentric character. You know, he wasn't like us. You know, he would win, win, win at the casinos, and they comped him everywhere. And it's real weird. His brother talking is like a guy who's crazy, who's trying to not seem crazy. That's what it's like. It's like a guy who's trying to pretend like, hey, I think just like you guys do. I mean, I'm perplexed. That fucking apple does not fall far from the tree. When you got a dad that's a psycho like that, and he's raising kids... Like, it's a, there's a high probability that all those kids are fucking psychos, too. This guy didn't do anything until he did this. That's another thing that's fucked up. It's not like this guy had this history of violence. He had planned this out and apparently gone to several music festivals and taken hotel rooms overlooking the arena, probably plotting it out in his head. When they found a note, people were like, what did the note say? What the, no the, the note was ballistic calculations. He was doing ballistic calculations, like drop of bullets. Like, you know, if you're shooting someone... And you're, you know, you're at a certain distance, like some uh, hunters have like a sheet of paper that they put on their rifle sight and the rifle sight, they'll say like at this, you know, hold here, you know, at 500 yards, uh, turn, <laughs> turn to seven or six or whatever, whatever they've calibrated it at. So this guy had those calculations written down on a piece of paper while he was gunning people down out the window. Straight up psycho. It's just hard to believe that that's a real person. And if you believe uh, people that are, you know, quote unquote, experts in these sort of mass killings and these psychological outbursts, uh, they think that they come in clusters, that like this happens and then someone decides that I want to be the next guy and then they do it somewhere else. Hmm. So think about that. Or not? Well, uh, that, the, the JFK stuff didn't come out yet, right? That's supposed the to dump. come out. Clinton yeah. or Clinton? Uh, Trump. Trump is, I guess, supporting it. He's going to get release it all. Of course, they're trying to the kill him. Part. Do you don't think they're trying to kill Trump? Do you think it's going to show anything? I don't know. I think someone's trying to kill Trump, though. Do you think? think if you had a guess, 
I mean, isn't anyone ever? Every president's probably always right. being threatened. So, but not just threatened. Like, do you think there's ever been a, a, a like a meeting where they got behind closed doors, like some shadow government type shit, and they said, um, <clears throat> "Do we do this or what do we? How do you want to do this? Mm. Want to do this? What are we doing? We're gonna do this? This guy's talking about the C, the he, he there was like a, a recent thing where he was uh, blaming the FBI for something about Russia, saying the FBI was involved in suppressing information. And everybody's like, do you understand that the president of the United States is questioning the integrity of the intelligence community? Like how crazy that is? Yeah, he doesn't trust them or whatever. doesn't yeah. trust the three-letter. He loves to do that, though. He loves to make everyone else seem untrustworthy. I mean, that is his thing. Like his thing is about fake news, the failing New York Times, fake news, CNN. They did fake news that like word exist two years ago, and mm. it's now like it's the, it's the, I don't you can't go a day without fucking hearing. I do not remember yeah. the term fake news. No, I remember right before Clinton or God Trump became <laughs> president, I remember talking to my mom about how horrible everything was, and. I remember going, the biggest problem I have is with this fake news. And that was before fake news was talked about on TV. But I was talking about fake news on like the onion? on Facebook. I was saying, oh, like, yeah. like, my sister keeps on posting this bullshit. It's fake stuff that she's posting. And I was getting mad at my sister. It's like fake news. And I remember my mom goes, there is a lot of fake news. And then literally... Like, um, two months later, everyone's talking but fake that, news. But that fake, fake news. news was kind of obvious, though. That was like yeah. when they said that I killed a mountain lion outside the ice house with my belt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was like fake news. There right. was another one. There was someone said that I disarmed somebody at the comedy store. A buddy of mine who's a cop actually sent me a text saying, hey, way to go. That's a tough situation to be in. I was like, what? And he's like, you disarmed somebody at the comedy store. I go, what? I go, I'm not disarming nobody. Man. What the fuck are you talking about? I guess thinking that through... What happened next, I would guess, or I would say, is that people started uh, manipulating those websites to not be parody or satire even. Yeah. But they would make it look like a local news channel in some part of Pennsylvania or West Virginia. Yeah. And then make a really salacious clickbait story, but have a bunch of Google ads on there. And then I've seen those. Those got weaponized, apparently, a little bit. And weaponized. I, weaponized. That's the word I would use, because they were being... Turned into bots, right? Those kinds of, and that's what spread the quote-unquote like fake news of today. Huh. That's being spread all over. Well, I was reading a story. I think it was on Dig about a Russian troll farm. Like that, they have these businesses. Like these troll farms are like they're they're businesses. It's like it's just like, do you work at T-Mobile? No, I work at the troll farm. What <laughs> <laughs> like, a fun job that would be. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Well, you were one of the original trolls, dude. Yeah. Pepsi Spice. Oh, yeah. We've brought that up many times. Russian troll farm that weaponized Facebook had American boots on the ground. Okay. That article makes me annoyed, Maya. <laughs> You're annoying me. Weaponized. Is, that's all annoying me. Like, how is it? What's, why is that term? That's such a loaded term. Weaponized? Go, go to it. Let's understand what she said. Twitter CEO shares tweets. Hold on a second. Is that Jack? I think so. I'm trying to get Jack in here. That would be awesome. We've had conversations. Twitter CEO shared tweets from Russian troll farm, according uh, account claiming to be a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Rihanna collects her humanitarian award year uh, from uh, award from Harvard. She kicked off Women's History Month with a bang. Reads one of the tweets Dorsey shared from 
Crystal One Johnson in March 2016. That's hilarious. So this woman like is tweeting all this shit, pretending she's a black woman, but really it's it's an account made by the Russian Internet Research Agency with links to the Kremlin. That is wonderful. <laughs> Crystal One Johnson. Do you think they killed her account? Go to her account. See if it's legit. I hope it's still there. Just just to highlight it. Crystal One Johnson. Please, please be real. Please be real. Please be real. Tell me if you think it's real, Brian. Guess. Uh, yes. Guess. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Go. Oh, she's still up. It's gone. It's account suspended. Wow. God damn it. God damn it, Jack. Go to the that's a, that was what she used to look like? No, no, that was somebody else's account who had retweeted oh. too. Someone this who saved the, it? Oh, that's her tweets. That's the account there. This is amazing. Like, you look, she has a, is a picture of a beautiful black girl laughing. You probably didn't learn this in school. And then she has a pic. It says, uh, Amelia Bassano is the lady who wrote all of Shakespeare's plays. Because she was black, they would not publish her work. She died in poverty because she never received a dime for her work. Shakespeare was illiterate and could barely write his own name. <laughs> what? Why, why are That's Russians hilarious. writing this? It's awesome. Because it's funny. Positive black. Well, So people will reshare that. Look, go, go back up to that tweet. That doesn't That's show you how many people retweeted it, does it? No, because it got deleted, so I can't. Oh, this find this is it. wonderful. It's wonderful. I mean, that's like so obviously not true. Like she's pretending that some black woman wrote all of shit. I mean, isn't that like? Wouldn't that be like the ultimate thing? Like the white man, the white male privilege of Shakespeare allowed him to steal. What is that? Anne Frank was actually an African American. No way. Is that real? This <laughs> no, is the I mean, real Anne Frank. If someone oh. believed it, then... Anaquisha Frank Jackson. I think it's a joke. She was sure, a Jew from obvious. Africa. The real land of the chosen people. Oh, my God. That is amazing. But that's gonna, that would trick someone who doesn't use the White, internet a lot, you know? Like. Whitewashed fake. No, she's like, she's pretending to be a crazy, radical feminist. Oh, someone else responded. This was a response to that tweet by some random person. Oh. Yeah. Delirium swag. Oh, well, that, that guy's probably Russian, too. <laughs> How many people that you contact on a daily basis are actually just but Russian trolls? Half the Internet, I feel like. I'm, I could be. Yeah. But they're, what they're doing is very clever, though. Like, it seems legit. It seems legit, right? Like, like that seems like a crazy person. Like, I've, I've seen many, many crazy, radical black activists on Twitter that say things that are, aren't nearly as ridiculous as that. Or, or that that's more ridiculous than, or that's less ridiculous than what they say. I mean, this is one, if it's part of the problem, I don't even know if it's the right way to, word, to phrase it, but like this is going on all over the internet in yeah. different forms and variations, and it's being used in not so like nefarious ways, but mm. it's being used for potentially good. I don't know what the good would be, but someone has probably figured out how to use these bots. Do you remember before retweeting was an option on Twitter, people would write RT mm -hmm. and then they would write what you said? Yeah. I used to encourage people to write RT and just make up a bunch of shit that I said and, <laughs> and, and then I would go this is outrageous, I never said this, how dare you? And people would just say the most ridiculous shit like, I love the taste of cocks and they would, and, and uh, you know, RT, Joe Rogan, just finally coming out. I was like, God damn it. And, but th I just, I don't remember when I did this, but it was like the early days of Twitter because I was like, this is got it. You could definitely just do that. Right. And then people would believe that you said a bunch of racist shit or a bunch of gay shit. Well, you just opened that back up now, didn't you? <laughs> Go crazy. I like it. This part of the, what I like about the internet is like 
Did you read or did you listen rather to the Radio Lab podcast on Shia LaBeouf? LaBeouf? No. LaBeouf? No, I didn't. It's fucking great. I sent it to Jamie. Yeah. It's fucking great. What is it called again? Twitter tr- Truth Trolls? Yeah, it's, you have to find it because they took it down. How they, did they take it down? I why? just got it off. You had it already downloaded on your phone because you have auto-download Radio Lab podcasts. So when I went to go find it, I had to go search for it. There was an, I sent you that link. They had taken it down the next day or something. What? Because people thought that they were uh, endorsing, endorsing that. Trolling. Tro- yeah, exactly. They should be endorsing it. It was awesome. Yeah. What, what the 4chan guys did was fucking amazing. This is what they did. Shia LaBeouf. Is that how I say his name? The Boof. Whatever that fucking crazy asshole's name. He was doing some weird art piece where he, he like stood around with a bunch of other people and was like, he will not divide us. He will not divide us. They would all say that. And then all these 4chan people found out about it, so they showed up and started yelling a bunch of fucking Trump shit. Here, still, it's still up here. live right now. The, the, the camera is still after up? This went all, after that whole thing ended, they ended up like selling this to another company or art people, and they're handling all of it now. So Shia's oh. name's not attached anymore. Okay. So this he will not divide us thing, right? He would go to these places and say he will not divide us, he will not divide us. And people would show up, and they would show up with like Kekistan shirts on with Pepe the Frog. They would wear Make America Great Again hats on. And they weren't even necessarily Trump supporters. They were just people trying to have fun. Right? They're trying to fuck with people, right? So what they did was Shia LaBeouf put up a, a flag in the middle of nowhere that said he will not divide us and then had a live stream where you could go and look at the flag as it's waving in the breeze, right? They found the fucking flag. They found out where it was. And the way they found it was genius, and it's all detailed in this Radio Lab. The fact they took it down is actually making me mad. Why would they? Because what that. these guys did was awesome. All right. First of all, it was brilliant. They found social media posts that showed that people had met Shia LaBeouf in some place. Is that how you say his fucking name? LaBeouf. 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 Yeah. They found out that they had met him in some weird place in Tennessee. So they triangulated where he would be, right? So then what they did was they went around, they had one of their members go around with a car and beep the horn so they could hear the horn on the camera. And once they heard the horn on camera, then they knew he was there, or then they knew the, the fly was there. So then they found out where it is by stars. They looked at the fucking stars, and they figured out where the area is. Because when it's nighttime, you could see the stars on the live feed, and they figured out what constellation it was. They went to the fucking flag, took it down, put a Make America Great Again hat on and a Peppy the Frog <laughs> thing up there, and the guy walks up to the camera and goes, fuck Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's the end of it. So great. The fact that Radiolab took that down, that's depressing. Why did they do that? Did they not understand what's happening here? Here's a... Here's this one is of the fun. ways how they did it. So, like, when he was moving around, they found the log cabin he was in, and they're like, let's look for rental cabins that match the wood pattern. There and are around 3,000 rental caverns in Lapand, Lapland. We just need to match the wood patterns easy enough. <laughs> and then you just, they just spend time doing it. I love shit it. Like These this. guys are animals. Yeah. I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they were mad. Here's the, how they did it, too. But, but this is what I don't understand. I don't understand why Radiolab would take that down. Why don't you Google I'll, I'll that? You why that did Radiolab take down the Twitter truth or trolls? 
troll, truth trolls, whatever the fuck it was. So ra- you you listen to radio? I've never listened time. to radio. Lab. Love it. What is it? It's an amazing podcast. It's really good. It's like a news or it's one of my favorite podcasts. They have all kinds of crazy shit on. I mean, they have stuff on all sorts of different. Inch- oh, Radio That's Lab removes this. its truth trolls episode from podcast feed. Yeah, this was. I was trying to find the actual. Because uh, it say why? Yeah, they posted a reason why, and this isn't there. Mm. Well, what? But it's saying that they removed it, right? That was someone wrote an article. There. Well, obviously they removed it. Okay, editorial. Oh, uh, Radio Lab has decided to take down this episode. Some listeners called us out, saying that in telling the capture the flag story in the way that we did, we essentially condoned some pretty despicable ideology and behavior. Oh, come, come on. on! To all the listeners who felt that way and everyone else, please know that we hear you and that we take these criticisms to heart. I feel awful that the things we said could be interpreted that way. That's on us. It was certainly not our intention, and we apologize. Come on, folks. You, you guys are missing the humor of this. These, these aren't despicable people. They are saying things that are ridiculous because it's funny. Like, there's a lot of people that say a lot of fucked up shit online. Do they actually mean this stuff, or are they saying it because they are anonymous and because it's fun to say fucked up things online that you're not supposed to say? I would say the latter. I, don't, I think there's a bunch of people that are really legitimately fucked up online. There's a bunch of other people that think it's fun because they're stuck at some goddamn soul-sucking job in some fucking cubicle somewhere, and they have access to the Internet. And so they go on message boards, and they fuck around, and they troll this asshole. Shia LaBeouf is a dum-dum, all right? He's, he's a fucking plagiarist. I mean, this guy's been busted for plagiarizing, like, giant chunks of other people's work, right? Like, what did he get busted for plagiarizing? He's, he's, he's in jail every couple weeks for being an asshole and being drunk and, like, well, he's yelling a silly at people. Fool. Yeah. I think that that gig, being a fucking movie star, is insane. I think it's insanely pressure-filled. It's way harder than what we do in terms of, like, dealing with all the, the people that like you and managing all the relationships and... Brief history of Shia LaBeouf copying the work of others. Yeah, it's like a ton of shit. What does it say? He plagiarized an apology to Alec Baldwin. In 2013, <laughs> he abruptly quit what would have been his first Broadway show, Orphans, due to creative differences. That is, he couldn't get along with Alec Baldwin, according to reports. LaBeouf decided the best way to explain his departure would be to tweet out a photo of his email apology to the cast and Baldwin by name. Unfortunately, parts of the prose... Sample, a man owns up, dot, 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 a man ellipsis, a man grasps his mistakes, was ripped off verbatim from a 2009 Esquire article titled, What is a Man? People, including the article's author, noticed. Hmm. Barf. Yeah, that's that's not that bad, but it is. De- he's de- he, he plagiarized a bunch of shit. He plagiarized his directorial debut. His short film, HowardCantour.com, premiered in the 2012 Cannes Film Festival until it was posted online December 16, 2013. That uh, Viewers began to notice that the film was almost an exact adaptation of a graphic novel, that's the one, by Daniel Close, best known for Ghost World. Close told Buzz, BuzzFeed, which uh, bought much of this story to public light, brought much much of this story to public light. The first I ever heard of the film was the morning when someone sent me a link. I've never spoken or met Mr. LaBeouf. I've never seen even one of his films that I can recall, and I was shocked, to say the least, when I saw that he took the script and even many of the visuals from a very personal story I did six or seven years ago and passed it off as his own work. 
Yeah. Wow. I actually can't imagine what was going through his mind. He then apologized for plagiarism by plagiarizing a Yahoo Answers post from four years ago. <laughs> My God. He says copying isn't particularly creative work. Being inspired by someone else's idea to produce something new and different is creative work. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, that's not totally copying what he said from the Yahoo's answers, but it's pretty goddamn close. Whatever. He's obviously got mental issues. And whether they're real or whether he's trolling or whether he, whether he's having a psychological meltdown because of all the pressure of being an actor, there's a shitload of pressure in being in Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking actors, man. They're so gross. Ugh. Some of them are great. Don't get me wrong. I met a lot of cool actors. A lot. But I would say 10% of them are useless. That's a, that's a big number. That's a big number. I would say... 3% of comedians are useless. Am I being generous? Yeah, with the open micers. Well, oh, you can't include, count those. Not, not the open micers. Professionals. Right, cool. Professionals, yeah, 3%. 3%. Maybe, maybe, maybe 5 3% are just loopy. But at the comedy store, it's even less. Like paid regulars at the comedy store, I would say it's less than 1%. Oh, yeah. That's totally different. Because when you're including all comedians, and you're talking about like the cruise ship comedians, <laughs> and then you're like comedy store comedian, or I mean, uh, comedy class comedians, flappers, flappers, the whole establishment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the whole, the whole, the broad spectrum of humans that tell jokes on stage. Yeah, I ran into a buddy of mine who used to work on Fear Factor, and uh, he's now doing stand up in Burlington, Vermont. He didn't start until he was in his forties. Wow. Yeah, he just said. Had a fucking dream. I've got a dream. I've got a dream. And he just decided to start doing stand-up comedy in his 40s. Dean DeLorey started at a really young really late, late I think age. like 38 or something like that. I want to say Dean was in his 40s as well. Yeah. Because Dean's in his 50s now. Yeah. I don't think he's been doing comedy for 10 years. No, he hasn't. No. Yeah, I, I think started open mics with him or like seven years ago, man. He's pretty fucking funny now, man. He's I'll tell great. you what. Dean had a set the other night at the improv. He made me laugh hard. He had some funny jokes. I don't want to say what the joke, the bit about, but it was about people who don't wear condoms. It was fucking really well written. He, he goes on stage more than anyone I know. He actually writes down each time he goes on stage. If he doesn't go up two or three times a night, he freaks out. Like, he has, that's, he doesn't date. He doesn't have any relationships. He just does stand up 100%. All. Yeah, what's that about? He doesn't date. I don't know, man. That seems like not a good time. That's, he's, he, every time I ask him about it, he's always just like, cause I, you know, I don't want it to interrupt my comedy. He's so focused on comedy. Well, has he date a comedian? Uh, it's not probably goes a bad, bad. bad idea. It <laughs> doesn't always go bad. Look at Tom and Christina. And Natasha Legero is a good one. Yeah, Another. She, she just fucking swings monkey bars from one comedian <laughs> to the next. <laughs> I think she's pregnant now. Uh, no way. Yeah, she was That's on. That's awesome. That or it was a joke. She was on oh. uh, Fallon. And a joke. She, I, I don't think so. I think she actually you is. you think Moshe Kasher is fertile? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> got, he's, got, he's got that. He's got that good juice he's got sperm. that good juice. Like a good juice juice. Yeah, he, <laughs> good. They, yeah. they would be great parents. They're fucking smart as shit. Yeah. Reveals the worst parts of being pregnant in 2017. Oh, she is pregnant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she has a nice little belly going That's on. That's interesting because she was kind of cranky last time I saw her at the mm -hmm. comedy store. That makes she, sense. She didn't look pregnant, though, because she had so many, like, things on, I guess. Yeah, something. well, she's uh, she's well-dressed. Yeah. She's, uh, that's interesting. There, if you, you had to pick, like, the funniest comedian couples, they're top three. It's mm -hmm. like uh, Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane oh, are up yes. there. 
I think I got to give the fucking title to the mommies. I give the title to Tom and Christina. Absolutely. I think they're number one as far as funniest couple. But Moshe and Natasha are right up there. They're both legit, real, you know, top flight stand-ups. And they actually get along somehow. They're also the water champs. I don't know if... Tom and Christina, water yeah, they're the water champ. But that. they have a champ. They have a, uh, they have like real competition with each other mm-hmm. to see who's the water they're champ. They're having a person, the personality champ contest too, amongst, <laughs> amongst themselves. <laughs> well, Tom is in the, the fucking the throes of our uh, yoga challenge, and he's lost a shitload of weight. Christina was just ranting about it, like how great he looks. He looks awesome, dude. He that fucking guy when we did that weight loss challenge. He lost like what was it like forty something pounds yeah. and then just ran with it. Mm-hmm. Never let up. Never never went back to his old ways of eating and just stayed fit. Worked out constantly. Yeah, and he looks great. Like there was a picture of him the other day that somebody put up on Instagram, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like look at him. He's skinny. He's got to go get all new pictures again because yeah, he doesn't it's not, yeah he doesn't look the same. <laughs> well, that was Bert was talking about that like his mostly stories photo. He's got this big old moon face, <laughs> and now you look Shovel at him yeah. and he's uh, he's all fucking thin and sexy. Well, we got to wrap this up, dude. I gotta I gotta abbreviate this one and get this out of here uh, quicker than I, most. Can I recommend a show for you? Please do. Uh, there's a show that I can't get enough. It's called Good Mythical Morning. Have you ever watched this? Jo- Jamie, uh, so it's these two guys, and it's really interesting how they filmed it because it's it's for all like kids love it and adults love oh, it, I know and they are. and uh, they're these two guys, and every day they do this show, and it's only like maybe fifteen minutes long, but every day it's something different. Like uh, we're going to taste test ten hamburgers, and we're going to figure out which one it is, or we're going to see if uh, or we're going to play this game where one. Uh, one thing is uh, cow eyeballs, and the other thing is gummy cow eyeballs, and whoever loses has to eat the cow eyeballs. And it's like they, they take parts of fear factor. They take parts of just, like, interesting things, like we're going to uh, taste expired food from 40 years ago. And they're constantly what? eating stuff every day. Like, they're going to die. Uh, it's really great. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's called Good Mythical Morning. They also have a podcast called uh, Brett, Ear Biscuits. Rhett and Link are the guys' yeah, names. They're pretty popular. Did you do YouTube. Hot Ones? Did you eat? I, I did a, a form of hot ones. It was uh, one of his off shows when the, in between seasons. Like me and him went to the hottest uh, chicken place in Los Angeles. What's the hottest chicken place? Uh, Howlin' Rays, and it's nasty. It it's nasty. It's oh, it's the most amazing chicken ever. Where's it at? Howlin' Rays. Howlin' Rays. Howlin' Rays downtown. Howlin' Rays. Uh, you should. Uh, that's uh, the episode. Like talking to his Just brother. Uh, but Howlin' Rays uh, is Nashville hot chicken, and so they have like the hottest chicken. Uh, and they also have chicken that's not on the menu. So we ate the three hottest chicken and the one that's not on the menu, me and him. Why isn't it on the menu? Uh, because it's too hot. Like, you, you, you ha- we had to sign papers. Like, it's, it's, you're not supposed to eat it. Like, what? Yeah, it's What that. happens? Well, you should watch the episode, but pretty much. Uh, Are you going to leave me with a cliffhanger? Yeah, you, but mm-hmm. after we bitch. did it, he said, Sean says, that was hotter than anything we've done on, ever done on Hot Ones. Really? And me, he left immediately, went to his hotel room. Me and him, I went to my house. Uh, 45 minutes, I'm just crawling, like laying there, like crying. I fall asleep. I wake up. I'm shitting blood. Like it's, <laughs> it's 24 hours of hell. And like really? me and him, like I wrote Sean, like, are you in the same boat? And he's like, yeah, I'm dying, dude. Like, is it that bad? It was that bad. So if you go to Howlin' Rays, I recommend getting the mild or medium hot, but do not get the hottest and don't ask for the hidden menu item hot because 
It's like horrible, unless you want to ruin your life. But did, uh, it, did when it was over, did you feel good? Sort of like a near-death experience? No, I felt like I was hallucinating. Hallucinating? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I was eating paper towels at parts just because- Just to calm it, your- It was too hot. oils yeah. on your face. Did you try milk? No, uh, we had ice cream afterwards that we That's shared. That's supposed but, to help, right? Yeah, ice cream kind of helps, uh, but getting the oil, like that, my, my idea was get the oil out of my mouth because it was- uh, my my lips were getting inflamed. So what is stuff. the pepper that they use? Is it like Carolina Rita? It was Carolina Rita, ghost pepper. It had a bunch of them in there. Uh, Jesus Christ. So you ate like ghost peppers. Yeah, and I ate all of them. It's horrible, dude. There's uh, a chip now you can buy. I think it's four ninety nine. It's one chip that's supposedly the hottest chip you can eat. And it's got, I think it's made with like two or three of those ghost peppers or some shit like that. A chip? Yeah. One chip. What's wrong with people? One of the funniest episodes of Good Mythical Morning is watch them eat the hottest pepper in the world, and you'll see what I'm talking about there. It's a great All right. show. We'll be back tomorrow with the winner of the Moab 240, Courtney Dowalter. She ran 238 miles, and she beat everybody by, like, almost a marathon length, right? Didn't yeah, she beat them? I like, think so. I think she was 20-plus miles ahead of the second-place dude. Wow. Can I promote a show real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, November 8th, I'm going to be at Indianapolis at Morty's. November 9th. Good spot. Yeah. Morty's is Morty's a good is spot. amazing. And then November 9th, I'll be at the Funny Bone Hometown uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And November 10th, I'll be in Another Pittsburgh at the new arcade theater that just opened up. So. Powerful three-block comedy shows. Yeah. All right. And people, where they get tickets for that? Uh, Desquad.tv. Powerful. Okay. We will be back tomorrow again, like I said, with Courtney Dowalter and then uh, Adam Greentree. Uh, we got Tom DeLong from Blink-182. The dude is, is like somehow or another communicating with aliens and All the he's, aliens. he's doing some stuff with like spaceships and shit. I'm sure he'll tell us. <laughs> and then the great Mad Flavor will be here on Friday. We're kicking yes. off the new studio with a bang. This is the official hard launch week, you fucks. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye. All the aliens.